When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Inside Track, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tutwiler. I'm talking today with Justin Mather in Boulder City, Nevada, about his new CD, Old Records. Justin has been performing both as a solo act and as a front man for nearly 20 years. His rustic Americana Roots music draws influence from the click-clack of Johnny Cash, the raw rock of Neil Young, and the transcendental jams of the Allman Brothers. Welcome, Justin. Thank you. That's a pretty eclectic influence. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. How, how, did, how did you come about that was that given to you, or is that something that you felt like identified your music? Well, actually, you know, I, I didn't write that. My my good my good friend and um, guitar player who I've been playing with for years, he wrote that, and, and um, I didn't tell him anything what to write. And then after when I read it, I was like, you know what? That's that's a pretty good description of of my music. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm fans of those bands, and um, they've rubbed off on me um, to the point where. Uh, those influences are heard in my music. So twenty years is is a long time, really. So so <laughs> tell me how tell me the backstory how how you got started. Well, I'm I'm 35 and um, I I was in my first band. I mean, I was in my first band. I was probably 14 or 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so bands through high school, and I was always. I was always ended up being the singer because you know I played guitar, but um, it seemed like every ensemble that I was in, um, nobody else really wanted to sing, so I became the singer front man. Hmm. Um, and it's always always been that way. I'm not much of a side musician. Um, I'm more of a rhythm guitar player mm-hmm. and um, a singer, and then I became a songwriter as well. So you know, high school. Uh, in a couple of original bands and then some classic rock bands. I even played bass in a band. Hmm. Um, in my later years, with I was like the young guy, and they uh, these, these older guys that they needed a bass player and a singer. Okay. So I was like, I was like, well, if somebody has a bass, I can probably figure that out, and I can definitely sing. So <laughs> I played bass. I think that band was called uh, One for the Road. So I don't know how good of an influence those guys were on me, but it was a whole lot of fun. Now you're you're playing with a band now, is that correct? I play with a band sometimes. Okay, I, I play solo quite a bit these days. Okay, 
Um, I, I, I flip-flop back and forth. Sometimes I'm in the mood to play with the bands because I want to rock and I want to play my Les Paul and turn up my amp, mm -hmm. you know, rock out. And then um, and then I like to go back and play solo and go back to, you know, the basics and where it began, you know, me in my bedroom playing guitar. And I, I just, I like both. So um, it depends on how I'm feeling. It depends on um, which venue I'm playing in. You know, I live in Las Vegas, so there's... Um, I play anywhere from like restaurants where I'm the solo guy um, to casino lounges where it's more of a band atmosphere to playing clubs where you know there'll be three or four bands in a night and you'll have a band that plays your 45 minute set. So okay. I kind of do a little bit of everything as far as types of um, gigs, types of shows, and sizes of the ensemble. What's what does it feel like the differences from playing Vegas to other parts of the country? I, I saw in the information where it said you did a lot of gigs in Vegas, like you just said. Yeah, well, I moved, I'm from Massachusetts originally. I'm okay. from western Massachusetts, from the country, you know, dirt roads, um, wide open country, not much going on. Um, so I, that was where I started. Mm -hmm. And then I was in my early 20s you know getting my really getting my music stuff together and mm -hmm. a real band together and, and starting to record my first album it just i knew in the back of my head that if i stayed there really nothing was going to happen mm -hmm. i mean i could have gone to boston but that was like three hours away i could have gone to new york city that was about three hours away but there was nothing about those cities that really attracted me mm -hmm. i don't know why um, and then I had this, I had this opportunity to move out to Las Vegas. Well, basically I just decided to move Okay. and, um, <laughs> created you know, your own opportunity. I, yeah, basically. Yeah. I met a girl and we both wanted to move. We both really liked the Southwest. We had been there on road trips before we even knew each other. And we, we talked about it and we we're like, let's get out of here. So we moved hmm. to Las Vegas on, totally on a whim. Um, and when I say opportunity, we, we had a place to stay for a little while, so mm -hmm. it kind of made our move. It made our move. We didn't have jobs or anything like that, but we had a place to stay for a little while, so we were like, let's get out of here. Let's move. Mm -hmm. So we moved out here, and, and I just knew I needed to be in, in a city. I didn't know which one. Mm -hmm. I just knew I needed to be in a city. So it's, it's, been a, it's been a great move for me. I mean, people, everybody has their own view about what place is good, you know, and if, if there's a lot of opportunities or not. I mean, I hear people that have lived in Las Vegas for like 20, like way longer than me that say that there's not a lot of opportunities anymore. Hmm. But it's all perspective. Where I'm from, you know, there was one or two places to play. Out here, there's um, hundreds, okay. you know. So it's, I like it out here. I mean, it's, there's, it's a very eclectic, um, as far as... Um, People are the people that live here are from all over the place. Mm -hmm. So you know, almost nobody's from Vegas. So you have a, a great mix of people, and it's a tourist town. So you're constantly getting a revolving door of people coming in on vacation. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, that in a way, that's you, you almost where well, the places I play, you almost never see the same crowd twice. Okay. So I really like that. Now the classic story, of course, is you know, guy wants to play music, he packs up his guitar and moves to Nashville. <laughs> you went all the way to, to Vegas. Is you know, it's kind of the tried and true. When you get to Nashville, there's all of these songwriter circles and all of these other kinds of ways to start to get around and to get get plugged in with the different groups of people. 
how did how were you able to find the avenues and begin to 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 get the exposure that you needed to start to get the gigs when you ended in Vegas? Well, um, I just started really when I came out here. I went to open mics all the time, mm-hmm. and it wasn't very long before I got my first gig. And I went, you know, knocking on doors for venues and with my CD. I had a CD at that point. Okay. And, you know, I got gigs pretty quickly, um, and then as the I've been here for eight years now, and then just over the years, you know, I've, I've gotten a lot better. That was that mm-hmm. was key. That mm-hmm. was the first thing. You got to mm-hmm. get you got to get good first. Sure. And then I, you know, I've played just I've, I've played not full time but part time, almost full time for about six or seven years now. So, you know, when you're playing three four nights a week for three four hours a night, you get you get a lot better, mm-hmm. a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly what the question was, but, you know, you meet... The other thing is, you know, I like to play with other musicians, so you meet other musicians, and then you meet their musician friends, and then slowly you've got this great community of musicians that, sure. you know, they might have an opportunity, like the drummer might, you know, have a connection with one room, and he and so, you know, he calls me because, you know, we put something together and we play there and we make a connection with that venue and, you know, we do a good job and boom, you've got them. Mm-hmm. And then, oh you know, month after month, year after year, you, you find yourself having a lot of connections just by, you know, hopefully being professional and doing a good job and not, you know, shooting yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, before you know it, you're, you're playing in a number of places and making decent money and you've got a, a number of, awesome musicians to call when you need somebody and you know yeah Yeah. it's cool yeah no that's cool now you you mentioned almost full-time i I saw in the in the notes where you you average 120 so gigs a year is that is it as a full-time musician or do you have some other things that you you do to generate income as well um i i worked in a bar restaurant for about seven years um so that was like part-time that was Mm kind of like my safety net, um, just to make sure, you know, I could pay for everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I actually just, and it, so it was, it was that plus playing live, um, the occasional, no, it was pretty much just the restaurant and bar and playing live. Mm-hmm. And then, um, recently I started teaching guitar a little bit on the side. I had to get out of the bar scene. I had to get out of waiting tables. That mm-hmm. was good. <laughs> I just, I didn't want to be, I didn't want five more years to go by and still be, waiting tables so I, yeah. I made it my end of year resolution for last year to get out of the restaurant and That's cool. you know make up that little bit of money somewhere else so now I teach guitar okay. a few days a week and I've you know bumped up my playing schedule um, a little bit as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. okay uh, I, I understand that you've performed all over the country it said even busking the streets in Europe what was that like <laughs> uh, when I was like 20 21 um, me and a couple buddies we we went backpacking in Europe for about a couple of months and uh, I bought I brought a little like a little kid's guitar mm-hmm. it was like I could fit it right in my backpack okay so um it, I didn't I didn't think I was gonna go I, I was just bringing it for fun my other buddy buddy brought his too and uh, I ended up playing on the street like I, I saw all these other musicians playing on the street making decent money and I was like oh man I can do that mm-hmm. and um, that was actually when I first started playing harmonica because I was I needed I needed more volume I needed more notes so uh i bought my first harmonica my harmonica holder and mm-hmm. you know um i i would i actually extended my trip by probably a couple of weeks um because i was i was making 
I was generating money by playing on the street, <laughs> and it was awesome. I, I I was in Barcelona. I was just going to stay over Barcelona for Barcelona, Spain for a night or two, and then I saw that that buskers were making good money there, and there mm. were all these spots to go and play in front of cafes and, and stuff. So I was like, "Hey, I'm just going to stay here." <laughs> so I stayed in staying in a hostel, and I'd get up every morning and I'd go hit like five or six different spots for over the course of maybe three hours, mm. and then. Um, a lot of times I'd make enough money in the day to pay for all my food and then sometimes even for the room for that night. Wow. So I just, cool. every day I pretty much just like treated it like a job. I'd work the morning and then take the afternoon off. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like the classic lifestyle. It was pretty awesome. And I haven't been back, but I would love to go back and do that again. Because yeah. There was just something really free and wild and it was just awesome. Yeah, no, that's cool. So, I, as a songwriter, I, I presume that experiences like that influence the the music that you're writing. Is that I'm sure that's correct, right? Yeah, I mean, I think every every experience influences the music. Some experiences make it into a song, others don't, or others might make it into a song twenty years later. But every everything that you know, you experience that I experience makes it is is what it's the ingredients for the music. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I think you know if you just stayed in your room all day every day and didn't leave your house or whatever, you could probably write some songs. But I mean, it, I think at least for me, going out and doing doing things and traveling and talking to different people and putting yourself in weird, different, sometimes awkward situations is is good because it gives you material, at least for me. So I try to, um, even though I don't travel as much anymore, um, which is mostly due to a, a money thing, but um, I try to like go out and be around, put myself out in situations where mm-hmm. I'm around uh, different people and, you know, listen to what they say and observe, you know, what they do and just trying to like look for material everywhere. How often are you writing? I was working on a song this morning right before you called. Okay. Um, and I was working on it last night before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, some Sometimes it's a little bit every day. Uh, sometimes a week or so will go by and I won't really do anything. I'm doing something else and maybe nothing really occurs to me. It sounds like it'll be cool, so mm-hmm. I, I don't push it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll crank out a song a week. Sometimes, if I'm lucky, maybe a couple songs a week. Sometimes a song a month. It really has always been um, very up and down. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I try not to worry about it so much. I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh, just like, just write a song, you know, for the practice. And, and I think it is good practice. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they just they're just no good. So I I really just try to be patient. And um, if something's not working, I just kind of let it go. And, but the cool thing is I record everything and some of these little fragments of ideas that don't become songs right away. Mm-hmm. I might use them down the line or, or, or mm. have it, you know, something might come to me, oh, I could probably have that thing right. from before and, and finish okay. that. So. Hmm. And the new CD, old records, all of the songs on there are originals? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so tell me a little bit about the new record. This is your fourth, right? Yeah, yeah, this is number four. Okay. Well, um, 
Yeah, I've been working on this for quite a while now. I started recording this um, about two years ago. And um, let's see, there's so much to say about it. Where do I start? Um, I recorded in Las Vegas. I recorded at a, a wonderful studio called the Tone Factory, um, which was the, that was the, the, my first point is that um, the, the, the last albums that I've done, the one before I kind of recorded it on my own. I did mm -hmm. a couple songs in the studio, did some in my house, my home studio, so there was a certain quality of that one. The, the, the beauty of this new one, Old Records, is that I recorded in this amazing studio um, with a producer. His name was Denny Costaldo. He's also the owner of the studio. Mm -hmm. And I, I had so many awesome musicians come in and play. I think there's about 10 different musicians that, that played on the tracks. Um, okay. A couple different drummers, a couple different pedal steel players, and I just feel really lucky that I was able to... In, in, a, in addition to my, my guys that are in my band that play with me, um, I don't always have a pedal steel player, so we, I called in um, a pedal steel player. I called in a, a fantastic piano player. Um, there's a female vocalist and a fiddle player on it. So just musician-wise, um, I just feel really lucky to have mm -hmm. um, have had these these people to call, and they came in and did such a great job. Um, and then the songs are... The songs, uh, some of them were older songs, like Little House in Vegas. Um, I had released on a, a previous album, but okay. it, it was a, an acoustic version. And I, and that was cool and everything. But I always knew, like, you know, one day I really need to, like, rock out a mm -hmm. version. Because when I played with my band, we, it was always a rocking version. So we, I was able to do that on this one, and we, we cranked out, a like, a rock version of uh, Little House in Vegas. And then there was another one, uh, Never Settle Down, was also recorded on... A previous album, and that was an acoustic version too. And I knew this one, this one can be rocking too. So mm -hmm. there's two songs that were previously released, um, and we just did them in a different way. And then, um, yeah, we I went in, we had 14 songs going, um, and then when it came time to talk about song order and you know the flow of the album, we ended up cutting four, and then um, just kept the 10 best ones. And, I'm actually really glad we did that because so um, just really happy with the way that the album flows. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted, like, you know, I'm. this is my fourth one. I've learned some things along the way about albums. Sometimes you make an album and a couple months go by and you're like, oh, why did I leave that stuff on there? Or like, <laughs> and I don't, you know, I don't have any, like, major regrets about that. But you, you learn stuff about making an album, you know. Mm -hmm. Your first one, unless you get really lucky, you know, your first one's probably not going to be everything you mm -hmm. know but i was like this is my fourth one you know i'm not getting any younger i gotta really make this one count so mm -hmm. it, you know i i really was very particular about the mixes um every every note and every word and every song um was very carefully um looked over and then it's the same thing went for when we were choosing which songs were going to be on it so we cut four so now it's 10 and i think it's uh I think it's solid. I'm really happy with it. Actually, I couldn't be ha couldn't be happier with it. And uh, now I'm just <laughs> that was my dog. Um, now I'm just getting it out there and trying to get it to as many radio stations and magazines. Sure. And um, just getting it out there right now because I really believe in this one. So when you when you play as the band or with your band, what is the band called? Um, we. I, I use my name okay. always. Okay. I just use my name. 
it's easier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I have different lineups from time to time. Some some guys are are like staple members and they're they're always there. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just use Justin Mather. Okay, um, keeps it easier. And are you, are you putting together some kind of tour specifically to the songs on this record? Is that something in the works yet? Uh, a tour um, for this album? Mm-hmm. That is something that I I would like to do in the near future um, for sure. Mm-hmm. I just right now I feel like my goal right now is to get radio play, mm-hmm. which has just started to happen, and I want to get it out there first and get some reviews. Mm-hmm. And then um, book a tour around where I can see some interest happening. Sure. Okay. So I'm not just shooting in the dark. Right. I mean, the thing about my music, unless I go out with a band, is I'm not like a jump around dance party type of a, of a band that's going to cut through a lot of bar noise. Mm-hmm. So I'm not into that. If, if I went out with a four-piece band, we could probably deal with that. But until then, I, I'm more of like a a listening room type mm-hmm. of a, mm-hmm. you know, a more of a um, quieter environment mm-hmm. where people actually want to come and, sure. and, and listen to music. So yeah. I'm trying to find out where where those areas are, yeah. and then I'm going to plan a tour and, and hit those spots. I think that's probably the, the the goal of every musician is to have a captive audience where, where you're, the, you're the center focus, right? <laughs> Yeah, in, in an ideal world, that's that's, that's when, when that happens. It's very very nice. Yeah. So how can how can folks find out more about you? How can they find you? How can they get in touch with you? The best way to go is to go to my website, justinmather.com. I keep it updated with um, shows. Everything you need to know or would want to find is on there. Links to videos, um, where to buy music. Um, I keep a blog on there. With, things that are exciting things that are happening mm-hmm. um you know contact so my website is the best place to go and the new cd is available uh, itunes other places yes okay yeah all over the place itunes um you can buy the the hard copies through cd baby or through my website I'll, you know i'll mail you one um amazon spotify mm-hmm. it should be up on pandora real soon okay so, everywhere. And the CD is Old Records. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate it. Great talking to you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, me too. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Inside Track. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. Join us again real soon when we get together with another great artist and talking about their music. Have a great day. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.